A German officer, young and in full battle gear, stood alongside, a bullhorn in one hand, a lit cigarette in the other. He raised the bullhorn to his lips, staring out with crystal blue eyes at the alarmed faces, young and old. You must leave now, he commanded, his voice echoing through the funnel of the horn. Take no possessions, take no food. This is no longer your home and this is no longer your property. Naples is now under our rule. There is always a price to be paid for betrayal. This is yours. He saw the old woman out of the corner of his right eye. She walked with a hobble as she rushed out of the back of the house, her arms wrapped around a three-foot statue of the Virgin Mary. She was dressed in black, with a hand-knit black shawl draped across her shoulders, her long strands of hair, white as an afternoon cloud, rolled and held in place by rows of thick pins. The war had cost her all she had once called her own, a husband she loved, sons and daughters who doted on her, grandchildren she cuddled in her arms, singing them to sleep in the silence of the Neapolitan night. Her home, where she was born, the place where she had made a life for herself and her husband, was now in enemy hands. All she had left was the statue that had been in her family for three generations. Gianna Mazzella, seventy-eight years old, riddled with the pains of advancing age and the weight of a broken heart, would rather be found dead than let it fall into someone else's hands. So she ran with her head down and her lips pursed against the sculptured edges of the statue, murmuring words of prayer as she moved over strips of parched land in search of safety. Her old heart was beating hard and fast, heavy patches of sweat forming on her back and chest, rivulets of perspiration running down the sides of her olive-skinned face. Madonna mia, fame arriva in tempo, the old woman mumbled into the cool marble, her arms gripping the statue as if it were a life preserver. Ti prego, fame arrivera. The German officer turned to his left looking down at an infantryman with his rifle at his side. The officer nodded, and the soldier dropped to one knee and brought his rifle up against the base of his shoulder. His right eye squinted shut, his left searched for the old woman in his scope. "'Do you have her in range?' the officer asked. "'Yes, sir,' the soldier answered, without a shift in position. "'I can graze her in the arm or leg. That will bring her to a stop.' We are not here to waste bullets, the officer said. Nor are we here to stop escaping prisoners. We are here to kill them. The soldier closed both eyes for a brief moment and rubbed the fingers of his hands together, looking to free them of sweat. I have the head shot, sir, he said softly. Then take it, the officer told him. The young soldier gave the trigger a gentle squeeze, the mild recoil jolting him slightly. He opened both eyes and brought his rifle back against his chest. He saw the old woman spread out, face down across a dry patch of dirt, lower limbs still twitching, blood oozing out of a large gaping wound in her temple, the religious statue next to her, inches beyond her grasp. "'Well done,' the officer said, turning away from the soldier." Perhaps now the rest of these Italians will realize it doesn't pay to ignore our orders. The boy's name was Vincenzo Scolardi, and he ran down the narrow streets, 
dodging cracks in the pavement and shattered stones, an early morning mist resting like a large quilt over the length of the city. He had a round, brown-crusted loaf of bread jammed under one arm, and a string of rosary beads wrapped around the fingers of his left hand. He kept his head down, his thin-soled shoes landing softly on small puddles of brown water and hard edges of broken glass. The boy was tall for sixteen, with rich, curly brown hair, olive eyes at a casual manner. He had been both a gifted student and a superb soccer player prior to the eruption of the war. But neither school nor sports were what inspired the boy now. He lived for a life in the military, eager to carry on a family tradition begun by his great-grandfather Giovanni, who held high the banner of a unified Naples, fighting alongside the legendary Giuseppe Garibaldi during his march into the city on September 7, 1860.